Hey, hey, and welcome to another edition of the Hardwood Dynasty Basketball Podcast. We're doing a little playoff podcast today. I'm joined here with Ethan Levine, our Hardy Commissioner, as well as Max Breeze, who just got booted from the playoffs. How are you guys doing today? Playoffs? Playoffs? I just want to win a game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't hurt so bad when you haven't been in it for two or three months. Right. But Max, you know, that's got to suck. And you got joined by your boy LeBron, too, there at the end of that week. So uh, how's it feel? How are you feeling right now? Oh, like like complete and utter dog shit. I'll tell you that. The the sheer amount of trades I made and like trades for this season. Um, and it just it just fell apart at the end, completely mm-hmm. fell apart. Wasn't even close. Yeah. Any fantasy scenario across the board, no matter what it is, at the end of the season, the first thing you look at once you lose is all the effort that I made has gone for not all the trades, all the time spent looking at statistics, rebounds, assists, steals, uh, balancing lineups and rosters. I did that for nothing, but she didn't do it for nothing. It, this is why we play fantasy for a shot at the championship every single year. Me and Ethan did an awful job, um, even though I claimed that my downfall was not actually this year, but in last year's draft. Um, you know, we, we didn't make it as far as you, so there is something to be proud of. You did beat out at least, uh, what is it, six other teams? So I made... 77 moves and 14 trades this season only to get bounced harder than anybody could ever be bounced from the playoffs. Yeah. Well, it just sucks because a lot of it is like, and even with an SGA, it's like, Oh, you should have known that the thunder were going to tank, but like, okay, he's got good keeper value, but like, okay, you lose LeBron for most of the week and most of the, in many weeks leading up, you lose John wall for the season, like not even low managed, just lose him. Uh, you know, being just a stat stuffer on a on a tanking team. It was a lot of stuff that was there's no amount of effort or number of moves or foresight that it could prevent, which all is always frustrating. Yep. It is always yeah. frustrating. When we oh. get uh, when we get to my matchup, I'll have I'll have plenty to say about it. Yeah, speaking of that, good transition, good transition there. Core finals recap. We have four games that happened last week. Uh, a lot of them were pretty close. Um, it came down to the last few days on, on some of them. One of them, at, I'm not going to mention which one, was an absolute blowout. But I'm going to let Ethan bring us along to recap these four matchups. Go ahead. Take it away, Ethan. Okay. Well, quick rundown of the scores for uh, those who might be listening but not paying attention. Um, Brennan. Beat Victor six to five. Chase the two seed beat Paul seven to three. Um, Thunder from down under um, channeled their inner King Kong and smacked around Godzilla 10 one. Send him to and the middle earth, just right in the middle in the core right, where yeah, the core right, should be. Right that's where the... Max got sent to. Yeah, <laughs> but that's I'm actually with King Kong. It's I was going to say that's a good place though. It seems like, but also fuck you <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And it then, actually seemed nice, yeah. The uh, Monstar Jams, the four seed, um, just uh, snuck past Trevor six to five. I know Trevor at least at some point during the games on Saturday was ahead six to five. That was probably the most back and forth matchup. Um, I won't, uh, I won't spend 
um, too much time going into any one matchup. I don't want to take everyone's talking points, but I will say one thing I noticed in all of these matchups is, or at least the two close ones, was these defensive categories are um, like a big fucking deal. Uh, like Victor's team shot a better percentage across all three percentages and made more threes and he won turnovers and Brennan just beat him in all of the other counting stats, which some you can prepare for like Brennan's team has been good in rebounds and assists all year, but the defensive stats were a huge deal in that matchup. And then Kyle, um, I think flipping blocks, or they flipped defensive stats a couple times over the weekend, and that was um, a big part of him. He and I were texting on Saturday saying, like, it w- it's a big deal for him to um, not lose the two defensive stats. Um, and just because I feel like those are so much tougher to plan for, you certainly can't predictably stream for them. You can, you can get lucky. Um but it's not like steals are a direct representation of good on ball defense. Some of it's very circumstantial. Some of it's very lucky. So that's something as we get into the final four and it's been all chalk so far and everyone is really, really good. You know, who's left. That's going to be like a big separating factor, I think. Yeah. And as far as predictability is concerned, I mean, we we play in other sports, you play in baseball, you play in, in football, you play in all these uh, different fantasy matchups the top four seeds, you know, are not set in stone going to make it to the next round. Um, I felt like earlier on in the season and even going into the playoffs, I didn't see how these top four seeds could lose, and they didn't. Uh, it's been pretty predictable thus far. These these guys had the uh, powerhouse teams they built with other first-rounders going into the playoffs their teams on paper are just so much better than everybody else's and they proved it in that first week. So now we get into the interesting stuff. Now you start to see, okay, can a four beat a one, can a three beat a two? Uh, I think it gets more interesting and no offense to the guys that finished five through eight, good teams, good season, whatever. But I think these top four are uh, really heavyweights and, and it's going to be interesting seeing how they match up going into this week. Um, all right. So you know, before we get into, you know, the, the matchups, the, the semifinals that we got going on here, uh, we don't want to talk about naming this trophy. Wait, so wait, we, wait, 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 wait. I, I want to give my two cents. I was going to say, you didn't even let Max talk about the quarterfinals. I was in them. I was in it, you know, <laughs> Fine, fine. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Just forget I said anything. But that's a Let's key. let Max Max takes the stage. Let's let Matt take the stage and talk about his 10-1 shellacking. Go ahead, Max. We take can it away. talk about all the matchups. Put the okay. spotlight on me and let me perform my swan song. Okay? <laughs> that's all I ask. Um, no, for the, for the three matchups I was not in, I just want to call out that there are – consistently on all three of the winning teams, there are a couple players that just can't be replicated. Like the, it's, it is a completely unique stat line that you wouldn't been able, wouldn't have been able to get from any other player. Like for instance, Kyle, like, yeah, they, they bounced back and forth in counting stats a lot of the week, but like Trevor was 
over 200 points behind him and was never going to catch him because Bradley Beal puts up 120. Russell Westbrook puts up 97 points, 53 rebounds, 48 assists. Like that's those two players alone. I don't want to say they single-handedly won the matchup, but like without those wizards, Trevor's moving on. You know, like if, if either of those wizards isn't playing, there's a good chance that Trevor's moving on. They both use their moves well, but like they, there's there's just no no match for that. Same goes for uh, for Brennan's team. You know, Jokic just took over the fucking week. 105 points, 47 rebounds. Victor has had a scrappy, good team all year long. His high point score was Chris Paul, 78 with 36 assists, and that's great. But I mean, that's it. He still lost points by almost 100 points. Same goes for Chase. Scoring the points, getting those guys that make the plays, like it's it, it's kind of like as Huck was saying, you know, whenever we look at some of our other sports that we do fantasy for, basketball is going to be a little bit more predictable just because the difference between a superstar and the next best level of players is pretty steep. Um, well, also, yes. in, this, in, in this particular league, we have a, the difference between the top and the bottom is immense there are some people at the bottom i mean including myself who have had just piss poor drafting and management and we have a few teams that are just setting their lineup every week and not doing anything not making some questionable trades and and just leaving their lineups as is well we're gonna have two new owners next year to your point yeah like it's the kevin and luke in my balls but in any fancy aspect if you have that kind of uh, incompetence at the bottom, the top is going to be much, much stronger just because there's more available to them. They don't have to stream all the time. They just have eight, nine, ten keepers that they have that they haven't had to give up. You know, Well, I, I think I, a big wrinkle in this, to your point, is that arguably the most talented roster in the league is one of those two that was not getting managed. So it's, your ta- mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a sinkhole that almost made the playoffs like Taco from the league, the TV show. Like it, uh, it's how I imagine Brad won two NPD championships before I I, uh, joined. Not that I've come close, but I, that I can't believe that that dude's won two. beside the point. Uh, (laughs) I do think that was a real, you know, if somebody is actually just managing that, even if they're a casual NBA fan, if they're just checking every day and managing that, they're probably, you know, one of these four teams that we all, you know, respect so much is probably not there today. Mm-hmm. Because look yeah. my balls is so it's like that was also, you know, that's also a wrinkle that'll that'll get hopefully righted next year. Yeah, spreading the love a little bit, keeping it competitive. You know, giving people not a bye week. We knew that there was a few bye weeks this year. We knew when we were facing this team, the goal was to go ten one. The goal is to go nine two. Get that boost in the standings, uh, and maybe that will change also next year where you get a win and not just the the. Uh, yeah, so to that category. point, to that point, I was it's funny, Brennan texted me on Saturday because Victor, dude, like good luck this baseball season. That was a, a great matchup. You did exactly what you had to do to sneak out just a random victory over a much better team, winning all three shooting stat like percentages and turnovers. But um either way, Brennan texted me and he's like I, good thing I sat Kyrie and that particular night Kyrie was like three of 11 from the field and Brennan was already losing the shooting percentages. And I was like, dude, why did, 
who cares? Like you just have to win six categories. You have six counting stats that are insurmountable. Like you've already won this week. It's over. And he was like, Oh yeah, shit. I guess that's true because it's such a different dynamic when it's binary one, you know, win or loser versus, you know, eight winning eight to three is bigger than winning six to five Mm -hmm. in the standings. It's like literally once you have six categories cinched, all you have to do is play the guys that are going to further cinch those cat. It's much easier when it's counting stats. Yeah. Right. You can just cruise. Yeah. Um, as for my matchup though, I like, I wanted to come in with all the excuses in the world. Um, Zach Levine, John Wall, Gary Trent, Shea Gilders, Alexander, Gordon Hayward, and LeBron for most of the week. Um, so that is all of my first five round picks minus Bam, um, who also missed a game just due to rest this week. I think even if I have those guys, because I still got some decent numbers out of random players, like you know, Isaac Okoro and Kevin Love put up a couple of decent games and, and, you know, Bojan put up way more points than he does on an average week. Even if I have those guys back, I still think I have a tough time against Paul. I mean, his team went absolutely nuts this week, shooting 40% from three. Um, you know, I he had less turnovers than I did, and I was definitely for at least streaming games. Like I, I had uh, seven more games played than him and I couldn't touch him in points, got close in rebounds, barely beat him in assists. Like his, his team just, they were a better team. I still think I would have lost. So I am going to choose to focus on, okay, regardless of the circumstances, Paul had the better team. I'm rooting for him moving forward. He's my horse out of the four that remain. Um, He's the one I have chosen. You know what, dude? I was going to say this during the predictions as well, because we're going to predict the semifinal matchups, but I was going to call my shot with Paul as well, because he's got Warpath Curry trying to fight them through. They're going to have to be in a, even if they get up into the top eight, they're not going to get into the top six out of the play in. And then you have Warpath Dame trying to keep them um, six or higher out of the play in altogether. And so I just think like he, his two, guys that that just light it up in in all the categories except i guess like block shots uh are good are not going to be taking it easy before the playoffs they're going to be redlining it through the end of the season so i i agree i think paul's the guy well we'll we'll talk about that once we get to it uh you guys tell me are you guys ready to go for the second segment of this or or you guys still want to talk about max one category win uh, I am. I'm ready. I'm ready to move off of it. Um, okay. I, if you get into the podcast editing part of this, and I will remember you. Like that's <laughs> now. Now is the time. Yeah. Ab- In memoriam. Super Gallinario yeah. Bros. White men can't jump. Godzilla got busy and Rome him. Slam. Slam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, there will be none of that. I'm so sorry. Trevor, I'm surprised Trevor didn't send the gif of the, of the rum ham floating away in the ocean. <laughs> I'm sorry, rum ham. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, transition into what we've been waiting on for a little bit. This naming of the trophy. We have a trophy. Apparently Ethan, can you I'm going to be, on this? so I'm going to be acquiring a trophy. I mean, we need a trophy. NPD's we got do. a trophy. It's my understanding. Gridiron has a trophy. 
Mm. We're dynasty league. We got to have a trophy. Um, I didn't, you know, I feel like it's going to be, we'll, we'll ultimately vote on a name. Um, and you know, the people that listen to this, like maybe Chase, Kyle, Luke, Brennan, Andrew, I think I named all of them. I think Victor listens maybe, but I think that's it. y'all can text in, um, names you guys would like on the ballot, uh, after listening to this, um, and we can vote on it later on, but I thought it would be, um, fun for the three of us to maybe, um, do a little brainstorm on what we might name this trophy. I haven't picked the design yet, but it's not like it's got necessarily a person on it. But for instance, the first one on my list is the Dean Wade Memorial Cup trophy, what mm. have you. You could call it the Mayo for short, like um, because he's white is the joke there. Yeah. Um, I'm not getting yeah. the, I'm not, that's a callback to a past episode. I'm not getting the laughs that I hope for. <laughs> Really no, I mean we I get what you where where you're going. Yeah, he's, he's white. Yeah. We, he's we got it. Yeah, <laughs> so no no TJ O'Connell, huh? Uh just Dean Wade. No, but TJ O'Connell is is not the funny kind of white. He's the ten steals <laughs> in a game kind of white. Well, so what's the funny kind of white, huh? Dean Wade. Have you seen Dean Wade, Wade being almost Dwayne Wade, but also the literal opposite of Dwayne Wade? <laughs> he's, he's, he's a Midwestern guy, okay? Yeah. He's a Kansas boy, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he makes three passes before anybody takes a shot. Yes, really Gene short Hackman's shorts. Hackman's favorite player. Yeah, his, uh, his basketball card is just him holding the ball to the side. Like, you know, one of these guys over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no action shots, just him looking straight at the camera with the ball to the side like he's about to pass. He's, he's uh, the yeah. guy that every every once in a while you'll see him with a really inaccurate sky hook, but his form is impeccable. Yeah. He's like a really, really, really good towel waver when somebody, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, sticks a nice three. He just gets up there and spins yeah, bench it. mob. Yeah, Absolutely. bench mob for sure. He's, he's Mr you know wait a terrible towel off the bench yeah yeah uh, that guy well well, uh, well what do you guys good, have that's a good consideration max what do you think any, any so, ideas? okay we're talking name of the trophy or or design of the trophy or just all the above all think, the above i mean yeah. design we let's keep it within reason if like a design is gonna i'll 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 spend a little bit of money on the trophy because i'd like to win it one day myself but like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna break the bank for this trophy. Like it'll like, be the dignified enough for a real bad. adult's mantle, as long <laughs> as your wife is cool. Okay. Like okay. Most of your all's wives uh, are cool. Yeah. So I'm gonna provide some background for how I feel about this trophy. So for the for the gridiron, um, which is the football league in our family of of fantasy leagues, there is a very tall trophy. Um, there is a podium. There are, I mean, there's, there's just a lot. There's a lot that goes into when you win a championship. There's a lot of ceremony that's just been kind of added on over the course of 20 years. A lot of pictures, a lot of shaking hands, a lot of, you know, flashing lights. It's, it's a yeah. big deal. Yeah. So, and, and I think that's a level we're reaching with the baseball league. Um, or at least we're, we're starting to get some of that, you know, some of the, the ceremony, some of the, the spirit of the champion um, things along those lines. I know that my next championship, which will be my fourth in the baseball league, I'll, I'll want more pomp, more circumstance. Um, 
but so for the baseball league, we just have a big cup. Like it's a, it's a wider cup. It can hold more beer. Um, like theoretically, I think it could hold like three beers in it. If you filled it all the way Theoretically, up. Theoretically, you've never tried. No, I've, here's the thing. I've poured one beer into it and drank that beer out of it. Um, oh, but ultimately, yeah, I, it was just, I just poured one in um, and it was from a bottle. It wasn't that special, but I still <laughs> loved drinking out of it. I was champion. It felt great. And then Sutton filled it with sunflower seeds. Anyways, <laughs> getting off track. So we have those kind of trophies. Something I've always been somewhat interested in is a WWF style belt. Okay. With, and I'm not talking about just a, a standard, like a, not one that says WWF, you know, or anything like that, but something with our own design on it. And you kind of carry the belt. You can throw it over your shoulder, Kevin Nash style. You can, th- you know, wear it around your waist like an actual belt. I mean, that's. Okay. What, how yeah. do you guys feel about belts? Uh, yeah, I could do a belt. The belt's just so, you know, and I don't want to offend anybody. It's just so fratty douchey i don't know i know you were in a frat weren't you in a frat uh i was and yeah, brendan and luke it, yeah it, it just feels so i don't know it, didn't hurt my it feels like everybody bad. has douchey it. i think hurts everyone's feelings douchey oh, yeah because we're all douchey <laughs> it, feels, it feels like everybody has it yeah no it when okay so if you've ever like looked a, at like a ufc belt yeah if you've ever looked at uh these fancy websites that are trying to sell these that make a business out of these one of the biggest things is having a belt a lot of these leagues, these ESPN office leagues have a belt. That's their thing. It's not uh, – some of them have trophies, obviously. But a lot of these are like, oh, you have the belt. Like, you hold the belt. And I'm not saying it's bad. I, I'm not you know, really that much against it. I'm just mentioning it that, to me, I wouldn't be as proud of it as, say, the Dean Wade trophy. I, I just think it's something unique. You know, like with a trophy, yes, you're going to hold it. You're going to put it on your shelf and things like that. Like I want to have an in-person draft if I'm champion and wear the belt the whole damn time. Okay. And every picture that you take of me at that draft, I've either got it over my shoulder or I've got it around my waist. I don't really care what other leagues do. I care about our family of leagues, which to my knowledge, uh, the only family of fantasy leagues that all each individually have their own podcast. So through that. I will, I will say I like the belt is badass. The only reason why I'm like disenchanted with it is one. I have like this vision in my mind of like trophy on the mantle, like, like you and Andrew come and hang out and you have to see that shit in the future. If I win it in 2022, which I plan to, uh, like, and then two, I, I feel like I also like how you guys, especially on the gridiron trophy, log the names like, you know, of, of each winner down the side, like that's sort of a Stanley cup type of thing. Like get your name on the trophy and it's there forever. And a belt. I don't feel like a lot of the space for that, that a, like a trophy base does. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So if I had, that's a, our only form of immortality is getting your team name on the trophy. Yeah. If, if I had an opinion in this, I'm going to say this is something I haven't seen. If you want unique. So national championship, the NCAA has that like crystal football. And I'm not saying we have to get a crystal. BCS. I think that was the BCS trophy. BCS trophy. Right. Now it's, now it's like the big golden like staff 
that's got like that's like I don't know how to describe it. I mean, Korean the Korean uh, Baseball Association has the sword. The, big, the sword is amazing. Yeah, the big claymore, sword kick ass. Yes, it's it's really cool. But if you want to come up with some, I think that it would be really cool if we had a uh, a basketball, some or something along, not something you bounce, not obviously like a basketball, basketball, but some kind of round trophy where I could hold it up like uh, Simba on Lion King. Maybe like a crystal basketball, but like faux crystal. And then uh, I was about to say that breaks. That that breaks ten minutes into us having it. That breaks that's true. We are go- we are a drunken bunch. That's not going to last. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't. Dang. I, what about you know. something? Okay, let's let's chase the the okay. Something abstract like the sword. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sword. sure what would be emblematic. I like the idea of a weapon. I like the idea of it being an old-fashioned weapon, like a sword, a battle axe uh, of sorts. You know what would be funny? This is on the non-weapon side, though, so now I feel like I don't... I have it in my head. I don't have any weapons in my head, but would be if we had, like, a banner that would hang from the rafters and, like, you have, like, your team name in the year, like, added on after each one. I don't know where you... In my mind, again, you're going to need a cool wife to let you hang that shit somewhere in your house. Yeah, I don't know if a, a banner would would, uh, would that's be okay, object. right? Uh, uh, I, my wife knew she was marrying a champion. Okay, the trophies Jesus will be shown Christ. at some point in this house. Like that's a, we could have put that in our vows. <laughs> yeah, how lucky is she? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I'm I don't really know per these guys personally or all these guys personally, but I'm sure there's a lot of single people in our in our league. Maybe I I don't know. Maybe there's not. Um, but but not that it matters. I mean, if you're embarrassed because you won something, because you won money and won pride and and spent a lot of time, if you're going to win this league, you're not just spending you know two or three minutes a day. You're actually putting in some time to study lineups and study statistics and, and move stuff around and make trades and whatnot. You probably worked hard to do this. If you can't display your, your championship in, in any way, that's sad. That's really, that's, that's a, you need to reevaluate what's, what's going on there. So, um, you know, I'm not saying dumper, but maybe, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll vote. We'll, we should definitely have a vote on it. We should definitely, um, you know, get everybody's take on on what we should do with this trophy, especially before you you purchase it. And uh, you know, once we yeah. get that information, then we can we can get something that's going to last. Because I know in in our other leagues, or at least in our in our gridiron league, we had a trophy. Uh, it broke. It was broken. Apparently, FedEx broke it, and we don't believe that for a second. Not even. Uh, not even a little bit, but you know, we went through another one and another one and another one. And we just, people just kept adding on these trophies. You just want one, you want one that people covet and people take pictures with and people, you know, really take pride in. And I like uniqueness. I like something a little bit different, something that, you know, if somebody comes over, what is that? Oh, that's my uh, fancy basketball trophy. No big deal. Um, Let me show you the foyer. Let me show you the dining room, you know, (laughs) Something just a little bit off the wall. So yeah, something to think about, guys. Something to 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 you know 
think of, especially if you're not in the playoffs anymore and you still want to have a little bit of investment in fantasy basketball you know, going into the uh, NBA playoffs. Maybe that's something that you can think about and text about. All right. Topic number three. Ethan has put together another trivia for us. This was exciting the last time we did this. Uh, we didn't get a lot of answers correct, unfortunately. Maybe we can do better this time than we did last time. Go ahead, Ethan. Tell us what we got today. All right. So this is, um, I hope, a little more attainable um, than trivia is in the past. <laughs> He's like, it's it's Max and Huck this time, so I'm going to give you colors. Mm. <laughs> Foods okay. that end in amber. Yeah, damn. <laughs> colors that rhyme with purple. Yeah, um, what is lat purple? <laughs> um, okay, the question this week, there are nine players in NBA history who have won multiple championships and also multiple league MVPs. And to clarify, this is like the regular season award, league MVP for the year, not finals MVP. So at least two championships, at least two league MVPs in their career. There's nine of them in history. My hint going in is two of these nine are active NBA players. Okay. So now the task is yours to name them. Huck, you go first. All right, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is correct. He won five league MVPs. He won six championships. Um, as we all know, um, that, you know, number 11 combined is the third most out of these nine, just for what that's worth. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Uh, give me Kareem. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar won six championships and six league MVPs. The league's all-time league score. So that 12, yeah, you're correct. You're, that uh, 12 is the second most, um, you know, combined number out of all these dudes. Huck, back to you. Let's go Bill Russell. Bill Russell, 11 championships, five MVPs. That 16 is the most. Yep. I, I had anybody to on get that list? one in. All right. We're Max. doing good. This is good. Yeah. Three for three. Give me, yeah. give me LeBron. He's on my team. LeBron James, one of the two active players uh, on this list. He has four championships and four league MVPs. Um Eight is tied for the fourth most with another guy that you guys have not named yet. Let's go, Tim. Tim. Tim Duncan. Old Timmy. Fun fact, a uh, little nugget for Tim Duncan on this list, which it's apropos that Huck would, would get that one in particular. He, uh, he and another guy who you haven't named yet both achieved this feat and Duncan obviously won five titles, so he far surpassed it. But he got on the list after only six seasons in the NBA. It only took him yeah. six years to get two championships and two league MVPs. One other guy did it that fast. It took all these, you know, it took MJ till his eighth year, took LeBron till his um, till his tenth year, I think. Um, so that's kind of neat. Yep. 
That is that is really cool. Okay, so I think the other guy that did it quickly is Steph Curry. Steph Curry's on the list. He's not the other guy that did it quickly. Is the other active player? Oh, so Steph Curry has won three championships, all pretty recently. You guys probably recall he won two MVPs in there, including mm-hmm. a unanimous MVP. Okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna go yeah. Kobe. Kobe actually only won one MVP in his career. You idiot. Dang it. First wrong answer. Ah. Give me Bird. Larry Bird is the other guy that did it in his first six seasons. He had three championships and three league MVPs um, to his name. He actually, he won two championships and played in the finals three times and won three straight league MVPs. 1984 to 86, which is about as good a a three year run as as you'll find. I mean, he did a lot of other stuff outside those three years too. All right, I'm putting the pressure on Max here. We'll go Shaq. Shaq also only uh, won only one what? MVP. No, this is bullshit. This is rigged. <laughs> Max is up four to three, and it's his turn. There's two guys left. Give me uh, Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain. The fun fact about Wilt Chamberlain is he's the only guy on this list. That's correct, by the way, I should specify. He's the only guy on this list who actually has more league MVPs than he does championships. He won two titles. He won four league MVPs. Mind you, in an era where Russell won 11 titles and five MVPs himself. Okay. All right. So, all right. There's one guy left. Max has has clinched a dub with five right answers. But let's see if yeah. we can can get last licks here. Um. Hmm. 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 Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see here. As a reminder to the listeners at home, while Huck is is thinking, um. The correct answers so far are Bill Russell, Kareem, MJ, LeBron, Tim Duncan, Larry Bird, Wilt, and Steph Curry. Huck has also guessed Kobe and Shaq, who each only won one MVP, which is why only nine people have done this ever in history. It's just so hard to – you think all these dudes would have many MVPs, but then it's like, well, shit, only one guy can win it here. Tough. Uh, Magic? Magic Johnson is correct. Yes. There you go. Boom. Nicely done. He won That's five only, championships. If, if that three, would have been wrong, I would have been totally fucked because I would have just been like, I don't know. <laughs> Winner take all. Winner take all, I guess that was the rule. No, that no. Was, you, lose. you lose. I got no incorrect answers. Kobe and Shaq, yeah. those were really good answers and combined they were on the list. Yes, combined. Even if you don't double count the three championships they won together, they won six yes. titles and two MVPs. But Should that's, and, you know, even Magic, he won three MVPs, same as Bird in that era. Um, mm-hmm. But he didn't even win his first MVP till 1987, which was his fourth championship, but his first MVP. Larry already had, again, three championships and three MVPs by that time. So it's just like, it's crazy to think, you know, we see all of that after the fact, 
but it's it's like i wonder what people thought of like magic versus larry in 1986 you know what i mean because it's just the timeline of it is very interesting magic won a lot of his we didn't know it would be late in his career because of the hiv stuff but he ended up winning his mvps all late in his career yeah and it, one thing that really stands out on this list to me is we're talking about michael jordan and kareem abdul jabbar and bill russell and tim duncan and we look at this LeBron. We look at these people, and we're like, "These are the. This is the Mount Rushmore of basketball and whatever." And Steph Curry's on this list, and he's still playing, and he's still like maybe in his prime of his career. Oh yeah, Steph Curry yeah, is awesome. one of the best players of all time. Yeah, people, you know, people whose opinions on basketball I trust, like more than just barroom opinions, are like might be the best point guard ever. I mean, Steph will just like yeah. run around aimlessly and just turn around out of nowhere and shoot from anywhere on the court and it seems like he can make it. He's he's one of a kind. Okay. All right. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So we did much better on this. I think this was more easy listening, you know, something a little bit less embarrassing. So good job, Max. Thank you, Ethan, for putting that together. But let's get into the main event. This is our semifinal matchup picks. These are who we think will make the championship. Now, we're not going to give championship picks because we have no idea who's going to be there right now. But we will give semifinal matchup picks. We'll get them between Hong Kong Heroes versus Monstar Jams and Chase's Neat Team versus Thunder from Down Under. Both heavyweight matchups. Four great teams that have done great so far this season. And we're going to start with Ethan can you give me both these matchups, break them down, tell me who you think is going to make the championship? Um, okay. Well, uh, starting with the one seed, Hong Kong Heroes, as we're recording this on the middle of Monday night, he's down 8-3 to three to Kyle, um, but the Wizards played tonight, and the Wizards scored 154 points. Russell Westbrook had 21 rebounds and 24 assists. Bradley Beal, 26 points, five rebounds, six assists, but 154 points for the Washington Wizards. Your favorite, my favorite, definitely Kyle's favorite. It's super cool how he's a Wizards fan now, and we have that shared love of that team. Um, I'll just pretend like he's been a Wizards fan all along. Uh, that said, I, I think um, – I think Brennan will end up edging him out. It, it looks lopsided because Kyle's got a big games played advantage right now. Um, <clears throat> I do think if the Wizards continue to score even just like north of 130 in all these games, I'll think differently because Westbrook and Beal will explode. But um, save for that, I, I just feel like Brennan's team is going to win both defensive categories. And like I said, I just think that is such a big sway when things are that close. So I, I'm going to take Brennan 6-5 to five, um, in that matchup. And then in the 2-3 – Chase versus Paul. I think I kind of already gave this away. I, I, I'm picking Paul to win it all. Things can obviously change, but uh, again, his two his two um, best players, at least in my opinion, are going to be carrying teams almost single handedly uh, to try and you know avoid the play in or to try and better position in the play in. In the case of Curry and the Warriors, and so I just think he's going to um, he's going to get some. Herculean performances out of those two. And, um, and I think that's going to carry him all the way, but particularly past 
Chase's team who has won on volume scoring and volume shooting all year. And again, I think Paul will get unprecedented volume for two guys in, um, you know, a given week, if you will, in these last two weeks. Um, maybe that's hyperbole, but I think he's going to get tremendous above their average, even this season volume from Lillard and Curry. So give me Paul and Brennan, the, the three versus the one in the championship, and then we'll figure it out from there. Okay. All right. Max. So I'll agree with you on Paul. Um, I obviously agree on Paul. Paul is my, my horse that I'm riding moving forward. He destroyed me and I'm clinging on to him all the way to the championship. Fuck um, you, Chase. We hate you. Yeah. Listen, I always pick against Chase and I always pick against Brennan and it's always on accident and I'm doing it again tonight. Um, <laughs> like, so first with the interesting thing between Chase and Paul is that I do think Paul has a leg up on non-scoring because Chase has got those crazy volume scores. He basically has a couple categories in the bag every week, but Paul has some guys like I, I think Paul can beat him in three points made, you know, because Paul's got Dang. shooters like crazy. And so he can win three points made. He should be able to win three point percentage with both Curry brothers and, and Dame. And he's going to get great guard numbers. Uh, a big thing that's going to matter is what can he get out of Isaiah Stewart? What can he get out of Gobert? Um, what can he get out of Jimmy Butler and Kawhi for, from a rebounds and blocks perspective? Because we've said it all year long, that is his weakness. And Chase has Zion. He's got, uh, well, Zion and Giannis, really. And I guess Durant, who are going to stack up some, uh, some big man categories. But between the big man stats and streaming, which is something neither of these teams have had to do much to this point in time, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be really interesting, but I'm still picking Paul to move forward. Uh, as for the other matchup, it's interesting that Brennan picked Kyle as the team he did not want to face because Kyle's team is just rolling through. Like he, he has just been on such a hot streak. He made win now trades and his team is winning now. Uh, so I think he's going to keep that going. I've, Nothing against Brennan's team. I think Brennan, theoretically, I kind of think that if if these matchups were switched, I think Brennan would beat Chase, and I'd love to see Paul versus Kyle this week. That's ultimately what I think the championship is going to be next week, is Paul versus Kyle. Um, but Brennan's just running into a buzz song at the, at the wrong time. So in order for his team to win this week, he needs a lot more to go right than Kyle does. Uh, which, you know, anything can happen. These are outstanding teams facing each other, but I think Kyle should be the favored team momentum-wise coming into this. Okay. I I agree with... So you think Kyle, he's, you know, it's going to be Kyle versus Paul, and and you agree, Ethan? I think I think Brennan versus Paul. Brennan versus Paul. So we, both, we agreed on Paul. We disagreed on the 1-4. Was this before or after that you saw the Westbrook went 14-21-24 tonight? This was... No, I saw that because I, I follow the Wizards. So like of I, course. They scored I, 154 I points. Yeah. I have, yeah there you go, baby. Can't say it enough. Uh, um, especially... And they gave up 141, which is hilarious. Um, but... The Wizards are rolling right now, and their offense is – I mean, they're never going to be rolling because they're defense. So their offense looks great, and 
that is, I mean, Kyle, you know, going back to the original draft, Westbrook was a rocket. Like he wasn't trying to stack wizards. It, he, that fell onto him after he decided his keepers this off season, you'll call yeah. that trade was really close to the season, but, uh, but yet now, I mean, if the wizards are rolling that much, then Kyle's going to win. But, uh, but I mean, the Nuggets are are rolling right along without Jamal Murray, and and Brennan's got their two best players in Jokic and Aaron Gordon. So, and that's why a big part of why I think he'll win the counting stats that have are outside of scoring. Yeah, I'm looking at Westbrook stats in the past ten games. He has well, in the in the th- in the three big categories: points, rebounds, assists. He has three categories. Three categories. In the past 10 games, that he's gotten single digits. Otherwise, he's triple-doubled like every single night and by far. And the 14, 21, 24, oh, God, gross. I think single-handedly with that sort of play, uh, I know Lonzo Ball's been playing really well lately. He's just getting, I mean, Karis LeVert, who I talked to him about earlier in the season, tried to get him off it, and you know, I told him, Karis LeVert's coming back, so you probably should keep him. Not saying that I'm going to credit for Kyle's, you know, monster, uh, you know, stand at the end of the season, maybe had a little bit to do with it. Not a big deal. But Karis LeVert is playing out of his mind as well. Uh, so Kyle's right your now. horse. Kyle's the person you're grabbing on to. Kyle, I think, is going to beat Brennan just because I think Kyle's team is doing very well. And yes, Westbrook is the biggest part of that. I mean, he could be his MVP going into this. I, I think Kyle's made some great moves, but going into the last three or four weeks of the playoffs or uh, leading up into the playoffs, I had no thought in my mind that Kyle would be somebody that would compete with those big three. There was a big three. It was Paul and no, Brandon for and Chase. a while. The it. battle for four or five was max when his team was more healthy and Trevor and he saw right. Jamal Murray at that time. Exactly. This was not a team. I, what was his name for monster jams? Kyle. No, yeah, but no, oh, no, what no. was his team name? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, downtown. Yeah, fuck. It's something D Town, maybe. Yeah, D Town Funky. Yeah, Funky, funky Maloney. Let me uh, look at the Roto rankings because in past weeks, I'll have labeled his team maybe as. It was too I mean, long. It was it was D Town Funky stuff. Uh, Maroney. Yeah. Go back to like week two. No, before that, it was, it was Grunfeld's else. Revenge. Grunfeld's then Revenge. Came, then it be which is a troll on me, and it's a good troll on me. And yeah. then it became D Town Funky Stuff Maroney, but it was really D Town F N K Y S T U one F Maroney. Yeah. He wouldn't oh. sacrifice shortening his name or just using Kyle instead of Maroney. He just he just said fuck it to the the consonants <laughs> from all the other. You're either going to get the reference or you're not. That, yeah. That's what he's leaning on. Right. Well, I- anyway, I think he's doing great. His team's doing great. His team's peaking at the right time. I mean, this is when you want to your team to be playing as well as they are. I think he does take Hong Kong heroes, Brennan. And it's weird because Brennan's had such a great season, has such a great team. Uh, he, he just doesn't have, I think, uh, the his team's not as, just not as hot right now. It's just not peaking at the right time as Kyle's team is. So I'm going to take Kyle in this matchup. On the other side, I'm going to disagree with both of you. And, and just because he came out and just 
uh, took a dump on Max's chest. I'm not taking Paul over Chase. Just I, I think Chase's team is a is a monster. When we see Sadiq Bay coming out and having a great night tonight, uh, Zion Williamson is obviously a a force to be reckoned with. Uh, Chase's team, you know, as long as he can get Porzingis back, as long as Porzingis can get some kind of uh, you know stats for him this week. Durant, um, you know, Giannis, Zion, it's just going to be hard to compete with. And this was hard to compete with when he drafted. It was just so well done two years ago. The only way you're going to be able to beat this team is if you can balance out. Um, I mean, this is what we're talking about when you can balance out some of these free agents, balance out some of these guys that he gets, that he supplements the big guys with. Because he's going to have this team for a long time. And it's just it's a monster team on paper, and it's it's a monster team always. Unless he had some injuries that he had to deal with, like Max did over time, Chase's team is just not going to be able to be beaten. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm going to say that Chase. I know right now he looks like he's down, but uh, you know, Chase is 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 going to take this one. I think Chase had uh, two losses on the season, and. Uh, it's just it's not gonna not gonna happen this week. So I'm gonna take Chase versus Kyle going in that championship next week. I feel like I'm gonna be right and and y'all are going to be wrong. But, Chase is like, oh, it's about damn time. I'm listening to this stupid podcast. Somebody finally picked me to win. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I hope you're enjoying your drive, Chase, because uh, you know I know you're sitting in traffic right now, probably uh, one that's lit some throats. So um, yeah, I picked you. Uh, don't let me down, but, but yeah, guys, you know, this is, this is exciting, you, you know, maybe not for people like me and Ethan and definitely not for Max, but it's exciting, uh, this part of the year and, you know, never in my life have I been this much excited for fantasy basketball in May. I really haven't. I, I, this beginning of baseball season, the NFL draft I mean, and, and stuff like this It's nice to change it up a little bit and have. Uh, some fancy basketball at this time of year. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, yep. and hopefully when the NBA, uh, the NBA calendar really gets righted and, and this goes back to being playoff time, there won't be as much overlap with these playoffs and, and baseball. Yeah. So we can try and, and not have to, to stretch it too thin. I yep. just, it's it's incredible to me that two years in we're in year two of this league and if we trace back you know i we always compare to the other leagues in the fantasy leagues and you know you look back to the to let's say the uh the baseball fantasy league year two the level of interest across the league was not nearly this high and i think Mm -hmm. part of it is we set a high bar for things coming in ethan knew what we were working it with builds off of NPD like that. This comes this coming later helps, but there are some very different faces in this league. I like the, the high level of passion. And I really do think, I think next year it's uh, an in-person draft, at least with a lot of participation is not only possible, but it's, it's a must have, like it's something we, we have to put it together um, because I love the, the inertia that this league has as far as interest goes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Makes me, you know, want to fix my team. <laughs> it's something that Amen. it's because right now my team is it's in shambles. It's I have some good picks next year, but uh, you know, and I've I've tried to build something or set some kind of base, but 
you know, it's just it, I'd really like to compete with some of these guys a little bit more than I have in the past. Anyway, good podcast, guys. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you about basketball. Unfortunately, um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about playoffs, something quick. I'll talk about the Spurs first. Not looking like they're going to pay out my season-long bet that I had them to win the division. And, you know, I didn't have high, high hopes. But, uh, you know, making the playoffs might be a little bit of a, a penance for me, something that I can take away from this. They're four and a half back from the Mavericks. Probably not going to catch them. They're in the 10th spot in the play-in. Hopefully the Spurs, we can see some postseason magic, uh, see some of these young guys get some some postseason experience, you know, aside from the bubble, and and maybe see where it goes. Uh, you know, go Spurs, go. Ethan, tell me about the Wizards. What do you think? Hey, the Wizards are, I mean, they scored 154 points tonight. I don't know if you heard. They will continue scoring a lot of points. They'll continue giving up a lot of points. I, they'll, I, I think at this point, they have a very strong chance at being at least the 10 seed and getting into play-in tournament. I think as long as they get in the play-in tournament, they have a very good chance at uh, getting into the, the actual playoffs just because they've got star power that's starting to click and and starting to really go into you know hit another stride um that said it's all undeserved because there are many games below 500 if they were in the west they would be the timberwolves like it's all of their it is what it is but the wizards uh you know they they they've they could have high lottery picks and hit on them like with wall and beal and still not win 50 games and still not win the conference final so i at this point, I just root for them to win the game in front of them, and and if they win the play, and it'll, I'll have fun watching that, and then they'll get yep. swept by Brooklyn. Yep. Yep. We'll see how the 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 season ends up, but it'd be it'd be crazy to see a little uh, little Wizards, little Spurs basketball in the playoffs. Max, you know, I I, I don't know. Do you have anything to talk about, and then going into the playoffs, or? Oh, uh, not really. I the no. team I identify with is the uh, the Mavs. Okay. So and and they're not. I mean, it, whether or not they're in the playoffs, it, they're not uh, ready to compete for a championship right now. So I don't really care that much. I'm just looking at cool trophies. I, I think the greatest template that we can work off of is the trophy that is uh for the USC Notre Dame matchup. Do you guys know what trophy this is? Uh, no, but I'm looking it up. Uh, Notre Dame USC is a boot or something. It is the jeweled shillelagh. Ah, the jeweled shillelagh. Yes, dude, it the looks like shillelagh. Now, why would is... why would I don't understand? What the hell I, I is can, this? I can get it how it's a leprechaun, but I don't know why the USC Trojans would want a jeweled shillelagh. I don't either. Um, but abstractly, we gotta get it, boys. It. Gotta get that shillelagh, boys. I'm not. I'm not talking about us getting a shillelagh for the league. But I think this level of, like, I, I want when people come in to the champions' home, I don't want them to go, "Oh, look, you've won something." I want them to go, "What is that?" You know, I want it to be at like when I when I think weapon, I think really what we've got is a plaque on the wall that you can take the weapon on and off the mount. You know what I mean? Actually, I I'm think Shillelagh is not a bad idea. I, you know, I'm looking at Shillelagh's right now and to have my name engraved, to have, uh, you know, Doink's Revenge engraved in that and to have that to show it off, I, I would definitely be interested. 
not a lot of surface area on the shillelagh to fit a bunch of names. That's the issue. It would, no, be it would have to be on like they would have to be on like you said, like a a, a like a base for it that you can remove right. the the shillelagh from a thick oak shillelagh. That, that, so that's what I'm thinking. That or like a, like a scimitar, really a curved sword of any type. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it's something that's worth a claymore, thinking. a rapier. <laughs> a, a rapier would be good. A claymore to me is too much. We're leaning too hard into what KBO does. I don't want to steal anybody else's thing. Just like I don't want to steal the jeweled shillelagh. But the jeweled shillelagh is objectively a badass trophy. Like I would love to hold that up. And I have no tie to Notre Dame or USC. I just think it's fantastic. Hmm. Interesting. Well, there you okay. Go. All right, guys. Well, uh, good chat. Good chat. Again, guys, if you have any input in the trophy, the playoffs, the final four matchups, going into the championship, let us know in the chat, and we will you know, be obliged to, to respond. But thank you, guys. We appreciate your time. Thank you for listening, and we will be back next week to talk about the Hardwood Dynasty Championship. It's exciting. Oh, it's exciting. And, Paul, my ass feels bad. Gross, gross, it's, gross, gross. It's, it's yeah, at this point, it's just something I got to throw in. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, we will talk to you guys next week. See you.